The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did. What a and the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown in stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house. Sideline. Pylon. Touchdown. And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Aaron Murray. Be sure to follow us on social media. We are at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11. And head on over to puntandpass.com. It's conference championship weekend. We'll have so much stuff up on the website. The merch is about to be reloaded at the end of the month. Aaron was giving me a hard time. I got your merch coming, Murray. Great hats will be restocked soon. Our YouTube page is up there. All of our picks, which, of course, we'll be picking all six conference championship games that matter later on in the show. Check it out, puntandpass.com. This episode of Punt and Pass is presented to you by Prize Picks. That's right. Prize Picks is back. It's Daily Fantasy Simplified. What an awesome weekend to get active on Prize Picks. What amazing action we will have on the college football field, but also in the NFL, NHL, NBA. Golf is back, the Hero World Challenge. Our boy Harris English down in the Bahamas, so shout out to him, a damn good dog, making some money this weekend in paradise. And how about this, Aaron? We did an awesome giveaway last year. It was a contest. I reached out to Prize Picks. I said, what are we doing this year? And here's what they said. They said, let's make it as easy as possible for any of your listeners to win a prize. So here is the giveaway. The 2021 Punt and Pass Prize Picks Giveaway. This weekend, starting Thursday until midnight on Sunday, so you can get in Sunday night football in the NFL if you want. If you make one entry on Prize Picks and you have used our promo code, which is PUNT, Keep in mind, promo code's PUNT, a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. If you've used it in the past, if you've used it recently, if you haven't, I would suggest you use it. Promo code PUNT, one entry, gets you entered into a drawing, and the winner gets to have dinner with Aaron and I. And we ain't paying, Aaron. Prize picks is paying. Which hey, is the best where are we going, Drew? Where are we going? Well, are we location going? and date to be determined. We'll obviously get with the winner. And we can pick whichever steakhouse we want. We can pick Umi? the night we want. Ooh, Umi. Our boy Adam Wexler might have to uh, might have to pivot on a little Umi night. But you could do multiple entries, and you'll be entered multiple times. Starting Thursday until midnight on Sunday, if you have used our promo code PUNT, you get entered into this drawing. You can come have dinner with Aaron and I. We can chop it up about Georgia football, about whatever you want, and we'll make sure to have a good night. And again, Prize Picks is paying. So shout out to Prize Picks. Use the promo code PUNT. Get active this week and 100% deposit match up to your first $100. Aaron, we always tape 
our early week episodes on Sunday night. Of course, as soon as we get done taping, the college football world explodes. The coaching carousel madness that is happening is truly unprecedented. Lincoln Riley gets scooped from Oklahoma. He heads to USC. Brian Kelly, which I, which I, I called it. I said he. I said he was going to retire. Okay, he didn't he retire. You, you like somewhat call you you. You called in the sense of he's not going to be the head coach of Notre Dame next year. That's correct. So he is like, no he longer like at Notre Dame, and he goes to LSU. So not only are those gigantic moves, but they leave gigantic vacancies open. Uh, what a time in the world of college football. What are your initial thoughts, Murray? Uh, I'm To me, this is – I'm just really interested this offseason. Last offseason was – was uh, we had a lot of headlines. NIL, that's yeah. going on. How yeah. are these – how is that going to affect players? Who's going to be making money? Are you know quarterbacks going to be the big deal? Did everyone else get pissed off? Like that was that big headline. The playoff expansion and discussions about that big headline. Yep. Texas Oklahoma that bomb dropped. SEC expansion yeah. that's yeah. big headline. Um, and then obviously the the ability to transfer transfer excuse me and not have to sit out a year was another one. So it was a lot of craziness heading into the off season or excuse me heading into the season. And I think this year the interesting thing is going to be with all the coaching changes that's going on in college football, what are the players going to do? Yeah. Are you going to start seeing players leaving left and right saying, Hey, I got one free transfer. I came to Oklahoma or I went to Notre Dame or I went to wherever because this was my coach. This is my coaching staff. Mm-hmm. They have now gone and I'm going to follow them. Yeah. So I, I want to see the trickle down effect. Now of the, the, the college football quote unquote free agency and players able to, to just pick up and leave just like these coaches, because this is this is the reason why or one of the reasons why is my mind why it's, it's this is so beneficial to the players, because it is a little bit unfair. A coach, you, you, you get to know them. They recruit you since sophomore year in high school, junior year. They promise they're going to develop you as a man and a football player. Yep. And a year to four years, wherever you are at, in college, they decide to leave and go somewhere else. Yeah. And you're like, what, what? What? Why is that fair to me? Why can he just pick up and move? And I'm stuck at whatever university and now trying to figure out this new staff. Do they like me? Do they not like me? Am I going to fit in? Whatever. Now I have the opportunity to say, no, 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 no. Screw that. Mm -hmm. He left and now I want to leave too. Mm -hmm. So I think there's going to be a bunch of crazy dominoes that are about to hit with some of these players going forward. We've already seen in commitments from high school ranks. For sure. Guys decommitting and moving on. January is going to be a big, big month of recruiting high school and current college guys. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. There's no question. I mean, as expected, a high-profile guy like Spencer Rattler has already put his name in the transfer portal. I saw, and I think you were talking about this guy. Was it Fresno State's quarterback who's entered the transfer portal? he's left. He's he's entering the transfer portal as well. You said possibly look out for him to get scooped up by a big-name school. Well, Um, his coach just left the Washington State. Oh, there you go. There you go. Here's my thing. And look, I love the one free time transfer. I think that is fair to players, right? Mm -hmm. Coaches can do whatever they want. They're, of course, going to go chase the bag. I mean, Brian Kelly, Lincoln Riley's contract, the guy got unlimited private jet usage 24-7 for him and his family. free house. (laughs) I mean – for his house in Oklahoma, legendary asking price, like like, wow. like legendary contract status. I yeah. mean, the private jet thing might make me a Lincoln Riley fan, just regardless. Like that's awesome, good for him. That is truly amazing. Here's my thing. I'm thinking about it, and I'm looking at the player reaction. I love the Oklahoma players tweeting or, or commenting on Instagram for the USC football. Did you see this, Aaron? Uh, USC yeah, he made football. A comment. Said, he's like, yeah, he's, he's like, said, this is about to be the. Tale. You know, USC is about to be the mecca of college football and all the 
Oklahoma players were saying he said that he said that to us seven days ago. I mean, hilarious and true. And the players have the right to react that way. But simply put, okay, and I don't know if this is crusty, if this is old man speak, you know, I'm washed up, I'm 10 years out of college. But the coaches, you know, there's no guarantee that your coach is going to be a great guy and do everything that he promised you. You and I are extremely fortunate that we got to play for a coach like Mark Richt, right? We're older now. We have kids. We look back on our college days and go, damn, we were pretty fortunate, right? Brian Kelly did the exact same thing to Notre Dame that he did to Cincinnati 12 years earlier. Right. Lincoln Riley saw a great opportunity. USC said free private jet for 24 seven. We're going to pay you an extra million dollars and buy your homes in Norman, Oklahoma, and we'll give you a six million dollar house in L.A. And he's like, hell yeah, L.A. is way better than Norman, Oklahoma. There's no guarantee that your boss is not going to be a total asshole. Right. I'm not saying all coaches are assholes, but student athletes, specifically football players, need to understand the money that is involved, need to understand the power that is involved, and like you and I have always said on this podcast, around recruiting season, as soon as you sign that letter of intent, as soon as you sign that dotted line, man, those coaches are sending you love letters late at night. Hey, man, you're going to be the best. You're going to start. We're going to love you. We're going to develop you. You have all this stuff. Man, once they get that signature, how many times they text you, Aaron? None. None. They don't care. They're like, on to the next. On to the next class. We're focused on the next guy. The next dude at your position. Now, did we have that mindset as an 18 to 22 year old? Of course not, right? Do the players have the right to have their feelings hurt? Of course they do. But this is real world. And when you're talking about guys getting $12 million a year, I saw a Notre Dame player leaked the video of Brian Kelly saying goodbye to them at 7 a.m. It's a two minute video. I think it was on Barstool's um, college football show Twitter page. You know, he's like, hey guys, there comes a time in your life where you look for the next challenge. Um, and I had 12 great years here at Notre Dame. And this opportunity came at LSU, and my wife and I are going to take it. Thanks so much. Love you guys. See you later. That is just real life. So tell me, am I am I insensitive to say, you know, coach doesn't have to be nice to you. Coach doesn't know you anything. That's just real life. That's how I feel. Um, I'm not saying it's 100% wrong or 100% right. It's just the reality of the situation. Yeah, hundred percent. Listen, they they have to take care of themselves too, because as we've seen as well, all it takes is one bad year, and then they could be canned. Yes, I mean you got for them too. They got to take advantage of their momentum. Obviously, both these coaches are are some of the I would say both of them probably in the top five, top six coaches all of in America, and yeah. and obviously we've yeah. seen Notre Dame five straight ten win seasons. He's had opportunities to go to the playoffs. He's been a national championship. He has taken Notre Dame as far as he can. I mean, listen. There is a major talent gap because of restriction for the type of team that Notre Dame can field and the type of team that Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, most specifically around admissions and academic requirements. Yeah, yeah. You, you just can't get that type of talent there. So what he's done with with the talent that he can get at Notre Dame is is uh, absolutely amazing. So you can't fault the guy for wanting to go to a place like LSU that you can recruit better talent, that you got more money that it just means a little bit more when it comes to football and especially within the conference. I, I absolutely love it for him. I think he deserves it. I think I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do there at LSU and, and for Lincoln, you know, I know there's been talks about, you know, is he, was he scared to go to the sec? I don't know. You know, that's been the big comparison. Like, Oh, Kelly is, is looking forward to the challenge. He's not scared. Yep. He wants to play. I was in the just SEC. about to ask you about that. I, 
I don't think Lincoln necessarily is 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 scared. He's he's a competitor, and you know the the Big Twelve may not be the SEC. It may not be the Big Ten. It's still a good conference. There's still good competition there. Uh, obviously, there, there there's going to be a lot of you know talk about this him jumping ship just before Oklahoma makes a switch to the SEC. I just think it was a great deal for him. USC is, in my mind, still traditionally a better program than Oklahoma when it comes to brand-wise. Yeah, That's a lot of money. With with the name recognition that he's built when it comes to offenses, quarterbacks winning Heismans, receivers throwing up stupid stats, going on to the NFL, I think he has a chance to really dominate in the Pac-12. We, like I said, we've already seen it. He has a, a, a top, I think the top three or five ranked player in all of America, a quarterback out of, out of California, who was committed to Oklahoma, decommitted, is now committed to him. And the first thing the kid says is great to be able to stay home. I mean, yeah. how many kids in yeah. California can now say, hey, we have a coach we believe in and we don't have to go across the country to play for a championship or feel like we have to do yeah. that. Yeah, I think he's going to build a tremendous program there at USC. I think he envisions that. I think it's a better. I think it can be a better job than being in, in Norman, Oklahoma. So I, I think it's less to do with, with being scared and more – possibly with him thinking there's more potential for me to, to, to win a championship here at USC based on the, what, what I can recruit to. I, I think the, uh, the conversation around Brian Kelly running into the fire at LSU in the SEC West wanting that challenge and conversely Lincoln Riley quote-unquote running away from it is a bit overblown. I think it's hot takeism. Look, I'm all for it. Look at the contract. Again, go back to the contract. I mean, say Florida offered him the exact same thing as Southern Cal. He'd probably still go to well, Southern Cal. Well, Kelly, Kelly, he, the, the one of the main reasons why he's running into it is he know he, he can't win a national. Today, he will never be able to win a national championship at Notre Dame. Hundred percent, he won't. So yeah. I think that's the main reason. It's not. Oh my God, look at this badass! He's he's running right into the SEC West. No, this is his opportunity to actually possibly win a national championship. That is why he's doing it. He's not, you know, doing it because oh I want to be in the SEC and I want to be an SEC SEC coach. You know, that, that's part of it. You want to be in the best conference, but he's looking at this as, hey, I have done everything I can as a coach. I am a Hall of Fame coach. The only thing I don't have to my name is a national championship. And and I just know in the back of my mind, and everyone knows it, it ain't going to happen at yeah. Notre Dame. What are your thoughts on What are your thoughts on Colin Cowherd saying next year LSU will compete for a national championship? <sighs> That's no, I don't, that's, I don't see that's that. High praise. I, think that's I, I think, I think they're going to be, I think they're a team that's going to be fighting for double digit wins. Yeah, I do. I think they'll I be think competitive. Oh, they'll be very competitive. They'll be super competitive. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think next year, I think in two years, maybe three years. Yes. I just, when you look at Alabama and what they're going to have returning, especially with Bryce young, you know, you have the guy that is most likely going to win the highest. Which I, which what we can get to, I think that's completely ridiculous. He's not even the best player on Alabama's team. Will Anderson no, is I, it's I ridiculous. Agree with that. I think, I think of all years, this this is a year that you you can make a case for a lot of guys on the defensive side. Yeah. Both from, you know, you could have a three man race with just, you know, Will Anderson, Nicobe, and Jordan Davis, or the Hutchinson kid, or whatever yeah, his Hutchinson name is. Yeah, Michigan. yeah, he's a beast. He's a beast. But, but we all know what the award is, and there's a really good chance that he's going to win it. But I'm just that's saying. Stupid. Alabama still has a slight advantage when it comes to talent in the SEC over LSU. But, no, I think he's going to be able to build a program here in the next couple of years that's going to be able to compete at a consistent level with Alabama and everyone else in the SEC. We've got so much to talk about, but quickly. I mean, Notre Dame, open head coaching vacancy. Same at Oklahoma. 
Marcus Freeman, the defensive coordinator at Notre Dame, is is having a social media grassroots movement happen for him from the current players on the team for him to be the next head coach at Notre Dame. Yes, that is powerful. I do not think it's enough to sway a decision from the decision makers. Keep in mind, Marcus Freeman has not been a head coach yet. It's also being reported that Brian Kelly is trying very hard to bring Marcus Freeman and offensive coordinator Tommy Reese down to LSU with him. I think the name, and I said it two weeks ago, I think the name is Luke Fickle. Okay, I really do, because when it comes down to the decision, right, and Marcus Freeman was under Luke Fickle as his defensive coordinator at Cincinnati for years, I could see Marcus Freeman taking a head coaching job elsewhere, right, if he doesn't go be the defensive coordinator at LSU, and if he does not get the Notre Dame head coaching job, which is massive, right, and surely first-time head coaches have gotten that gig before, I just think for where the program is at right now, okay, and for what Luke Fickle has done at Cincinnati, decision makers would say, here's our guy, okay, Luke Fickle won't have to go anywhere else, right, he gets Notre Dame, he's there, I mean, my reports tell me the only job that he would maybe even consider leaving for, right, Ohio State, State. but What if Ryan Day gets persuaded by the Chicago Bears? Or what if Ryan Day, you know, gets a ton of money thrown at him from an NFL team? And the thing about this, too, Aaron, is this. Notre Dame will have to wait for Cincinnati and Luke Fickle, right? Because most likely they're going to beat Houston. We think they'll be in the college football playoff. That would be a long opening, and then everybody would understand Fickle is the guy. If they wanted to maybe save recruiting, if they wanted to maybe boost morale within the locker room, then Freeman could be the guy. I just think it's too big of a risk, not because Freeman's not a great coach, but because he hasn't been a head coach before. I could see Freeman getting a vacancy because the dominoes are still going to continue to fall. Maybe not a very, very, very top-tier team, but prove his chops. Prove his chops. That would be a great switch. Prove his chops. And then in five years, then he'll be in the SEC. I think that is really where it is right now. Oklahoma, I have no idea. I don't think it's going to be Josh Heupel. Um, I I don't know. But these are massive, massive openings. And when you're talking about those top-tier teams – they're going to go pick off other big-time head coaches. So this carousel is going to go round and round and round. And I can't wait because you and I are going to be keeping everybody up to date right here on the pod. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be crazy. Listen, I love Marcus Freeman. He is a, a great guy. Obviously, you see the players in the push. He's a player's coach. He's, he's extremely intelligent. He's dominated the defense side of the football from you know his time as D.C. at Cincinnati to obviously this year for Notre Dame. So, yeah, I would love to see him get the head coaching job at Notre Dame. I'm with you, though. A job like that, you tend to lean to someone who has experience as a head coach because it's a big jump, man. Going from coordinator to a head coach, the responsibilities completely oh, change. Massive. It's not just about, you know, recruiting and it's not just about getting there in the X's and O's and that's it. Like you gotta run the ship. You're the CEO. You're dealing with the president of the university. You're dealing with the athletic director. You're dealing with academics. You're dealing with uh, boosters and, and and more events you have to go to and attend and more interviews and more media. Like it is a whole nother headache that takes time, especially at a place like Notre Dame because of the rich tradition there that it's not easy just to walk into if you haven't had any kind of experience as a head coach. That's why I like fickle to take the jump there. And then Marcus, go to, go be the head coach at Cincinnati, man. Yeah. Go dominate there. You know the program that Fickle has built. You're taking over a team that could be most likely in the playoffs. Yep. Imagine that. Your fo- first head coaching job is a team that was undefeated for the second straight season, regular season, that's about to make the playoffs. That's a great first gig for any coach, yet you grind it out there for a couple of years, and then I guarantee you, you win in Cincinnati for two years 
with the name he's already built across the country, a lot of Power 5 schools are going to be calling for him to be a head coach here in the next three years. So I think he has a very fast path to get back to the Power 5. But listen, we'll see. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Notre Dame does. I just think Fickle right now is in a better position to take this program over based mm-hmm. on his experience. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma, I'll say it again with, when it comes to coaching. Lane motherfucking Kiffin. Let's go. You got the offense you already love installed. Lane Kiffin. Jeez, Lane Kiffin, Oklahoma, baby. Right. Let's go. That Every you really know, interesting. You know any team that has an offense that needs a new head coach, I'm saying Lane. The only yeah. the only thing I don't believe in is the fact that Lane doesn't want to be in Norman, Oklahoma. No, God, no. That's the problem. I mean, if I think Lane one... may just stick it out till Manny Diaz gets fired and then he'll take Miami. All right. Wow. Wow. You're just putting him wherever you want. I just want him to go somewhere where he may have a chance to win a championship. I just think, like I said, I think I said with us on the show or during my, my show during the week, he's reached the top at, at Ole Miss. Like there, there ain't no, it, it ain't going to get any better at Ole Miss in this season. Here's, what, wins here's what I know about Notre Dame. Um, I would guarantee you Marcus Freeman's probably currently right now interviewing for the job. Um, I think that they'll do him that service to at least give him the respect and say, here's an opportunity for you. Interview for the Notre Dame job. Put this on your resume. I believe his wife and kids still live in Cincinnati. I think he still has a house in Cincinnati. I think his kids are in school in Cincinnati. So it's either Fickle or Freeman. That, that's it at Notre Dame. And then Oklahoma, they'll have their pick. I'm fired up for that hire because that's a big-time job, especially right before they what get into the, the fray. They, they the need SEC. a splash. Yeah, they I do. Don't, I, I honestly don't know like what big name out there can they go pick that would want to go to Oklahoma. I don't know. I mean, the, the, the issue is right now, they're the ones that are kind of, yeah. they're late to yeah. the party. Yeah, this is absolutely. why USC, you were like, man, why are you making this fire so early? LSU, why are you making this fire so early? Yep. Yep. Why? It's for this reason. You want first pick. When the yep. dominoes start falling, you want to be that first domino that starts making these ripple effects throughout the country. Now Oklahoma's kind of sent back like, damn. Who are we going to get? Because the big boys have been scooped up already. They'll get a good one. They'll get a good yeah, one. I'm, I'm sure on good. that. I just... You know, at the end of the day, the the, the you know the, the issue with them, and it's the same thing with Florida. And 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 I hate to keep bashing uh, bashing this man because I don't know him personally. And, and, and they missed out on a splash play, big they, time. They did, man. I mean, right now LSU is celebrating, eating their gumbo. They're getting hammered, enjoying SEC weekend. Um, you know, USC celebrating on yeah. the beach right now. They're having a grand old time. You know, with their big splash hire. And I have to believe Florida fans are sitting back like – I mean, we interviewed Ahmad Black earlier today on, on – Ahmad's SEC a great sporting. guy. And Was he's he like, like who? <laughs> no, he did. He's like, I had to go Google him. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I mean, how many recruits yeah. in the state of Florida are going to be like, who is this guy calling me? Yeah. Like, I don't know. But if if Lincoln Riley calls, you know who he is. Absolutely. Absolutely. If Riley calls, you know who he is. I'm just saying, listen, the guy could be potentially a great coach. I don't know. I'm just saying it's more of a 50-50 shot. I 100% agree. Where with I'm you. Th- I'm saying Lincoln Riley, he's going to do great things at USC and I know Brian Kelly's going to do great things at LSU. All right. I I, I just, agree. Florida's still a big brand, man. You don't have to take a chance like this. Your boy Chris Childers on SEC Network said Florida is the new Tennessee. Wow. Yep. Long rebuilding stage is, there is, for is, the Gators. Is, is he a better option than Dan Mullen? Is he that much better than what you just got rid of? <laughs> You know, from an optic standpoint and a PR standpoint, the wheels came off at Florida. And I think that's why they made the change because you said it. I mean, he had one bad year and they canned him midseason. Crazy, crazy set of events at Florida. 
Um, and now they have Billy Napier. So we will see. I mean, the jury is out. We'll all be able to make our judgments at the same time. The college football playoff rankings, the penultimate rankings came out on Tuesday evening. Aaron, pretty much as expected, Georgia number one. Michigan suits up to number two after taking down Ohio State. Alabama at three, Cincy at four. And on the outside looking in, five is Okie State, six is Notre Dame. We're going to pick the conference championship games here in just a second. Any mayhem you expect? I mean, I, I know that we all got these four and knew where they would be. Georgia's playing Alabama. Michigan's playing Iowa, Cincinnati's playing Houston, Notre Dame and Oklahoma State both have paths to get in. This is a great weekend, and again, to all the people that keep saying, we need eight, we need 12, the playoffs start Friday night when the Pac-12 championship well, the starts the last week. Yeah, too. it's true. Yeah, it, it's, it, the playoff has been started. I mean, there's been playing games. Ohio State had their playing game last week. We've seen it all all year. Oklahoma, or excuse me, Oklahoma had their opportunity to continue their season. Yeah, yeah. The playoffs have been happening. You got to look at it like that. You know, the the one you know topic would be like say say Baylor wins, and they win the Big Twelve, but they they're not going to be able to get in mm-hmm. most likely. Mm-hmm. That's when you're like, okay, is that really fair? The team True. won their conference. True. You know, they deserve a shot to be in the playoffs. They're most likely going to be on the outside looking in. The question is though, Drew. If, if all these – I don't want to say craziness, but like, you know, if Georgia beats Alabama, Alabama's out, and say Baylor does beat Oklahoma State, yeah. do you put in Notre Dame without Brian Kelly? Oh. As they just move on from their like, – does, yeah, does the I think they do. Yeah, I think they absolutely would do that. I think it'd make for a fantastic storyline. It would make for um, a And I think it would be unbelievable. I think it'd be unbelievable. And good for the players, too. The players shouldn't get yeah. screwed because of what Brian Kelly no. did and left them while they still have a chance. I mean, Brian Kelly, going back to that video that got leaked, he's sitting there telling the team, you guys are one of the best four teams in the country. You deserve to play for a national championship. I just won't be with you. See you later. I'm going down to Baton Boy, he knows, Rouge. He, he's looking. He's like, hey, we're the number four team, and we're playing Georgia. I don't know if I want to be this. <laughs> yeah, I got to take this I, job I before I that happens. I, that my, I don't want that on my record. That's is too what he's funny. saying right now. That is too funny. It's all going to play itself out. I can't wait for this weekend. Let's get to this weekend. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. But first, let's talk about prize picks. 
Go to pricepicks.com, download the Price Picks app, use the promo code PUNT. First things first, you get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. And if you make one entry this weekend, just one, or you can make multiple and have multiple entries into our giveaway, you will be automatically entered to win dinner with Aaron and I. Date and location to be determined. It's on Prize Picks' tab starting Thursday all the way through midnight on Sunday so you can get Sunday night football action in as well. Use the promo code PUNT, 100% deposit match, up to your first $100. You get an entry to come have dinner with Aaron and I. Let's talk about some of these players. Mostly, let's just stick to the SEC championship game. I think it's fantastic. There's a lot on the board right now over at Prize Picks on the app and at prizepicks.com. Let's run through these pretty quickly because we're going to get into the game here in just a second. Stetson Bennett, 196 and a half passing yards over or under. Bryce Young, 249 and a half passing yards over or under. Ooh, I'm going to go 196 and a half. I'm going to go over Stetson. Uh, and I'll go over Bryce because I think I think they're going to get some garbage yardage in the yeah. fourth quarter. Where you know I you know how I feel about the game. I think Georgia's going to roll, and I think Alabama obviously they're not going to be able to run the football. I mean, this is a game where Bryce may throw the ball forty to fifty times. Wow, they're going to have to. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to be able to run against Georgia. I yep. mean, it's just plain and simple. I don't think they're going to be able to pass. I just think with the volume we're going to see from him, and obviously Nick Saban ain't going to just roll over and die in the fourth quarter. I think you're going to see some, you know, maybe a couple late drives that turn into field goals or fourth, you know, going for it on fourth down and all that good stuff. So give me over on both of them. And I think same thing for, for I think Alabama is going to say the same thing. We're going to put this in Stetson's hands. We're going to say Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Do you really believe in Stetson throwing the football? And he's going we'll to get see, he, to his credit. He's been throwing the ball really well as of yes. late. I'll go over I, Stetson, one hundred ninety six and a half. Georgia, oh yeah, I, I put it in his hands absolutely, and they'll be expecting that. I'll go over Stetson, one hundred ninety six and a half, and I'll go under Bryce Young, two hundred forty nine and a half passing yards. I think that front seven is just going to get after Bryce Young. You talked about Alabama running the ball. Noticeably on the Prize Picks board, Brian Robinson not up right now. Still uncertain status for Saturday, but Georgia's running backs are up there. Zamir White, 50 and a half rushing yards. James Cook, 37 and a half rushing yards. Let me just say one thing right now. I'll go over James Cook, 37 yep. and a half rushing yards. Go back to that Tennessee game, right? When Tennessee got up to a really good start, Tennessee scored 17 points, most Georgia's allowed all season long. Georgia shifted their focus in the run game to really feature James Cook. The offensive line really started to just make extremely good moves. Zone concepts, alf tackle concepts, flash James Young's, James Cook's ability, excuse me. I'll go over 37 and a half rushing yards, and I'll also go over a half a rushing touchdown. I think James Cook gets into the end zone on the ground. I'm going, I agree with you on both those statements. I think this is a game for him. Speed, 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 speed. Uh, so give me James Cook over on both those touchdowns and yardage. And I'll go obviously then under for Zamir. When under it comes 50 to and a half. Yep. How about uh, John Mechie? I think this is the kind of X factor for Alabama in this game. Can you get Mechie going? Can you open him up, get him into some space, maybe get a chunk play, 69 and a half receiving yards and a half a touchdown receiving? I'll go over the yards under the touchdown. Over 69 and a half receiving yards under, so he's not getting in the end zone. I'll go over. Yeah, yeah, I think I think goal one is you got to stop Williams first for, yeah. for Georgia. I think heavy emphasis. Let's stop Williams. Uh, he's the big play threat. Mechie it doesn't have that. You know, he's a big play receiver, but he just doesn't have that speed that Williams has. And I'll take a nice ten yard completion to Mechie, tackle him, 
and say, okay, that's all you're going to get. Yeah. We can't give up the home run ball. We can't give momentum to Alabama. So I think Mechie's going to, you know, most likely have more opportunities to, to outperform Williams based on what George is going to want to do defensively. All right. I'll go over Mechie, 69 and a half receiving yards. And I think he gets into the end zone. So I'll go over that half a touchdown. And the last two players, Brock Bowers. I mean, the best tight end in America, freshman first team All-American, but probably should be a first team All-American outright as well. 44 and a half receiving yards. And Lad McConkey, who's been quiet as of late, 23 and a half receiving yards, Aaron. I'll go over, over on both. Like I said, I think this is going to be a game where, I mean, both teams are going to want to try to establish some physicality. They're going to want to run the football. I just think both defenses are going to say, uh-uh, we're going to make you throw the football in order to win this thing. All right. I love it. I love it. Here's the breakdown. SEC championship prize picks breakdown. Go to prizepicks.com, download the prize picks app, use the promo code PUNT, you get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. Stetson Bennett, 196.5 passing yards. Aaron and I both say over. Bryce Young, 249.5 passing yards. Aaron says over. I say under. Brock Bowers, 44.5 receiving yards. Over. Lad McConkey, 23.5 receiving yards. Over. John Mechie, Alabama wide receiver, 69.5 receiving yards. Aaron and I both say over. Aaron says he does not get in the end zone. I'll go over a half a touchdown for Mechie. Zamir White, 50.5 rushing yards. Aaron says under. James Cook, we think could be the X factor for the dogs in this game. Over 37 and a half rushing yards and over one rushing touchdown. Pricepicks.com. Get those entries in as well until Sunday at midnight. Enter into our dinner giveaway. Can't wait for that. All right, Murray. Pump, pass, and pick. It's the last one until bowl season. And you and I are tied 34, 30, and 1. The locks wow. are a whole different story. You're 7 and 8. I'm 4 and 11. It's completely embarrassing. Uh, I paid somebody 50 bucks last week out of my Venmo account, Dylan Bledsoe. He tweeted me. Two guys tweeted me within the same minute. Dylan got it in right beforehand because I was refreshing my phone. So congrats to Dylan Bledsoe. You got 50 bucks from me. Let's start with the Pac-12 championship game. Just give me a pick here. Nobody's going to watch this. It's at Friday night, 8 p.m. <laughs> on ABC. Number 10, Oregon against number 17, Utah. This game is in Vegas. Utah's a three-point favorite. The total is 59 and a half. I mean, I just, I'm sorry. I just can't get out of my mind what Utah did, the slacking they put on Oregon, yeah. what, three weeks ago? I know. Punt return uh, before halftime, running the ball right oh. down their throats. Oregon looked awful. Uh, it was in Salt Lake City. This game's in know, Vegas. I What's going to happen here? I mean, so I'm going with Oregon. I'm sorry. I, listen, I thought, or, or excuse me, I'm going with Utah. I thought Oregon was the better team. And Utah, it, it wasn't just they beat them. I mean, they beat the living crap out of them. Yeah. I just don't know how you come up for that. I think they feel like, hey, we're the, we're the better team. We're bigger brother. We're able to do this all over again. Only, what, two and a half point favorite right now? Yeah, I see or three. three. Yeah. Uh, I'll still take, I'll take Utah on this one. I think there, there's a confidence the way they just spanked the living crap out of them. Yeah, you know, Oregon won the Pac-12 last year. USC was going in with some outside hopes to get into the college football playoff, and Oregon put a whooping on them. Um, golly. 38-7. to seven they I mean, them. are they going to get absolutely schlacked again? I'm going to go against the grain here. Give me the points. I'll close one eye. You know, look, I took Oregon in the first game as well. This game was over at halftime. It was embarrassing, much like my locks this season. But I'll take Oregon. I got to make a little move here against you as well. I just have some pride. Mario Cristobal, you're supposedly this hot name in the head coaching carousel. Have some pride. Give me the points. I'll take Oregon plus the three. 
Boom. Nooner on Saturday, the Big 12 Championship game. Number nine, Baylor, who you talked about earlier in the show, taking on number five, Oklahoma State. This game's at noon on ABC. It's in Dallas at Jerry World. Oklahoma State's a five and a half point favorite. The total's 46 and a half. Listen, I, I would feel better about Baylor Bears winning this game or at least covering if their quarterback wasn't banged up. Um, Bohannon's been, you know, his hamstring hasn't played. Listen, even if he plays and if he can't use his legs the way he's used them this season, that's a huge disadvantage going against one of the hottest defenses in the country. Yeah. For that alone, I like Oklahoma State. Plus, the way they played offense last week, too. I mean, holy smokes, they showed a different side. Their ability to go up tempo. Sanders is playing well. They got the run game going. The receivers are going as well. And that's a that's a quality Oklahoma defense. So give me Oklahoma State. Just like I said, the biggest reason is just Baylor's quarterback banged up heading into this game. All right. I'm on the separate side of you on this one as well. Look, this is a rematch from the regular season. Oklahoma State beat Baylor 24-14 to 14 earlier in the year. You mentioned that Oklahoma State defense. Are they that elite? I mean, Oklahoma should have beat them last week. You said they it a, a multiple I, times. I agree with that. Give me it's the points. Game, though. Give it's me the points. Game. All right. I like another revenge spot here. So give me the points. I think this game's close. I also like Dave Aranda a lot. Will he stay at Baylor? It's being reported that they're trying to work out a new deal for him, right? I do not believe he has signed it yet. So nope. give me the points. I'll take Baylor plus five and a half. A really big game, which is going to be going on at the exact same time as the SEC championship, is the AAC championship game. Number 21, Houston taking on number four, Cincinnati. And really the caveat here in the American Athletic Conference championship game, Aaron, it is not at a neutral site. This is a home game for Cincinnati. It's at Nippert Stadium. Cincy is a 10.5 point favorite. The total is 53. I was hoping the weather would be kind of chilly yeah, it looks in the game. Very it'll be, nice. It'll be a little bit. It'll be, it's going to be nice. It's going to be yeah. high 40s, low 50s. Not enough, I think, to affect Houston um, and, and kind of their mindset heading into this game. This is a great Houston defense. Obviously, the distractions right now with Fickle, I think that plays maybe a yeah. minor role, not yeah. a ton, but a minor role. And Cincinnati this year, just, I mean, as of late, they've been a little bit more dominant, but overall has not been. And Houston's on a roll with 11 straight wins right now. That's correct. Offense is kicking butt. Tunes a beast at quarterback. I think it's a closer game than that. I see it being about, you know, anywhere from seven to ten points. So I like that little half point right there. So Look, I'll take Houston. I'm on the same side as you here. I like Houston. You said it. They've won eleven straight. They had a week one loss to Texas Tech. Statistical breakdown. A very, very evenly matched game. Like it is wild. Statistically, from top to bottom on both offense and defense, these two teams are almost mirror images of each other. I think because of that, I'll take the points. I think this could even go higher before kickoff. So right now, Houston plus ten and a half. Cincinnati, you gotta be somebody this weekend, man. It is on the line if you win. You are pretty much in. The creme de la creme of the weekend, of course, is the SEC championship game. All right. Number one, Georgia, taking on number three, Alabama. This game, of course, is inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium at 4 p.m. Eastern on CBS. Our boy Aaron Murray will be on the pregame show, so be sure to tune in and check out Punt Pass's own on national television. Do, do, do we have a Punt Pass little, you know, little something I could put on my jacket? What are those things called? A little a lapel pin? I should get yeah. one. All right, I'll oh, try to see what man. happens. Dude, that would be sick. PP on my jacket on the national broadcast? Come on, PP on the Come jacket. On, Watch out, Punt what, and Pass. I'll get that going you for you. do it. I'll get that going. I'll get that going for you. All right, number one, Georgia taking on number three, Alabama. Georgia's a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. It stayed there all week long. The total is 49-and-a-half points. Georgia's in regardless. Alabama needs to win the football game or they are out of the college football playoff. What the hell would a college football playoff look like without Clemson, 
without Alabama, without Oklahoma, without Ohio State, we could possibly find out. Aaron, before the week started, really Sunday, I was like, God, here we go again, right? Georgia versus Alabama. I'm going to be the pessimistic Georgia fan. I am worried until the clock says zero and there's no time left and Georgia has more points. I can't get there. And then I started doing some research. And you told me on Monday's show, you're like, dude, Georgia is going to wipe the floor with Alabama, and I'm starting to believe. Tell me your thoughts, please. Well, I, I started the week off, and I've said this on every show. I said this with us on Sunday when we taped the the, the replay show. Enough is enough. Like, I, and I'm gonna I'm yes. gonna listen to my own damn words this week too. I'm gonna put my chest up. I'm wearing my. You see right now, I'm wearing my Georgia sweatshirt. I see that. Yeah. I ain't going to be scared this week of Alabama. And that's my message to all the fans out there. Don't as you be go scared. Into the stadium, if you're scared, buy a dog. Buy a dog. If, 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 if you're going anywhere this weekend to watch the game, don't you go sneaking around. Don't you go tiptoeing. No, you stomp on into Mercedes. You stomp on into your pregame. You stomp on into your buddy's house to watch the game. And you go with your Georgia gear, your head up high. And don't you utter the damn words, Oh, this is probably going to be a close game. No, no, no. Don't you say that. You say, we're about to whip their freaking ass. <laughs> I'm trying to find a way to say it on air on Sunday I or Saturday it. where I don't get fired from CBS. <laughs> so I got to calm be myself it. because the inner Kirby wants to just bust out and it's going to want to bust out when I'm on the field, but I got to calm down. But this is my lock of the week <laughs> because I am not damn confident because it's true. They are the better football team. If you watch the film, and you take away the jerseys, you take away the A, you take away the G, they are a better team. And I guarantee you right now, this team knows it, they believe it, and they're going to go out there and play like it comes Saturday. Yeah, yeah. You know, I uh, I tend to agree with you, and you have talked me into it. I was on 6-8 of the fan earlier this week, and these guys keep telling me Georgia hasn't played anybody. That's literally what they were saying. Well, who has Georgia played? Who has Georgia? I go, guys, really? They have played four of the exact same opponents that Alabama has played. Let's discuss the common opponents that Georgia and Alabama have both played. Alabama beat Auburn by two and needed four overtimes to do it. Georgia beat Auburn by 24. That game was over in the third. Alabama escaped Florida by two. Georgia beat Florida by 27 points. Bama had a four-quarter battle against Arkansas. Arkansas almost scored 40 points on them. Georgia shut out Arkansas, 37 to nothing. Bama beat Tennessee by 28. Georgia took care of Tennessee by 24. Which was a close game. Yes. Bama ran away in the fourth quarter. It was close through three. The combined score between those common opponents, Georgia, 146 to 34. Alabama, 149 to 110. Three out of those four games were one-score games. Speaking about Alabama. Two out of those three games were less than a field goal. There is a clear difference here, okay? And there's a statistic that keeps getting shown, and, and for good reason. They keep saying, Aaron, Georgia is only allowing 6.9 points per game. That's actually incorrect. Georgia's defense is allowing 5.75 points per game. The 6.9 includes non-offensive touchdowns, right? That's just how dominant Georgia's defense has been all year. And let's not forget about this. Georgia's offense ranks third in the nation in yards per play. 
almost 10% of Georgia's offensive plays have gone for 20-plus yards. That is huge. That is how you break open a game. That is how you step on the neck of your opponent. Number one total defense in the nation by a wide margin. And Alabama's troubles are on the offensive line, right? They might go into Saturday with one scholarship running back. That is about the worst-case scenario that you could possibly have playing Georgia's defense. And let's mention this, okay? Obviously, obviously, Georgia, the players, the coaching staff, are not going to expect Alabama to come out on Saturday and do the exact same thing that they try to do against Auburn. It will be different, right? It will be zone run concepts. It will be quick game in the passing. It will be pulling guards. It will be trying to get your speed guys in space. They're not going to try to go right at Georgia. That would just be stupid. So when Georgia expects that, shuts it down, and then makes Alabama go back to what they've been doing, it could get ugly. I heard somebody say this week, well, don't forget, Alabama has the fourth-ranked rushing defense in the country. Well, guess what? Georgia has the third-ranked rushing defense in the country. Okay, Alabama's allowed eight rushing touchdowns. Georgia's only allowed two, and one of them was with one second left in the Kentucky game. It's unbelievable, Aaron. I'm reading these statistics, and it's insane just how dominant Georgia has been all season long. So what would change on Saturday? Simply because it's Alabama. I think the mentality of this team is so much different. I think the war path that Kirby Smart has had them on has been unbelievable. And quite frankly, it could be an ass kicking like you have said right here. You said you're going to try to figure out how to tell the viewers on CBS that Georgia is going to whoop Alabama's ass. And it might happen. But Georgia's a six and a half point favorite right now. The fact that this line hasn't moved off that number yet tells me that this is correct. Georgia will cover six and a half points. The monkey will be off the back. Alabama will be out of the college football playoff, and Georgia will have finally slayed the giant with a clear path towards a national championship. And guess who's hearing me say this right now? Um, None other than Jackie Butler. Everybody knows Jackie is an Alabama grad. We'll be at the game this weekend. And Jackie, I mean, I guess you want to say something now? Aaron just said George is going to whoop Alabama's ass. So come on in. Get in here. She wants to respond. You have to put this on to hear it. I mean, please, what are, you, what are your Hi, thoughts? I mean, she, she's just like every Alabama fan that's hit me up all week. Oh, we're not the better team, but we're still going to win. That, that's how they feel. But listen, I, I, I applaud Alabama fans for that mentality because that's, that's a winning mentality. We know we're not better. But we're still going to win. Yeah, that is the Alabama mentality. And what you're about to hear from Jackie, if you're going to the game on Saturday, is the exact replica of every female Alabama football fan. So I get to live with it. Uh, Get used to it. What would you like to add, babe? Georgia's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I just broke down all the statistics. It seems like Georgia's in a pretty good spot this weekend. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on, guys. Welcome back. Great. Welcome back. Um, No, but I actually... Kind of disagree, Aaron, with what you're saying. I have talked to five of my female football Alabama fans, and they all are like, I'm scared. And I've never, <laughs> ever heard a They're female scared, football fan ever say that that comes out of the University of Alabama. Like you said, we know how to own it. We know the winning mentality. And I can honestly say I have, like, quotes from people being like, we're going to get killed. I love it's it. It's going to be a tough one. I love it. All these things. They know. 
Yeah, and and Drew wow. and I. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, what are, this honestly, is quite the. I can. This will all say, change on Saturday, people. I promise you. I yes. do think we will pull through. I hope. I, if there is a year for y'all, it's this year. I'm well aware of that. And Drew is so funny because Drew is always like, "Oh no, we're gonna lose," you know, blah blah blah, all that kind of stuff. But he smiles for. Yeah, me. I'm not even looking forward to Saturday, Aaron. It's gonna be, you know, Georgia's gonna lose. It's gonna be a bad game. I just. You're so soft. Uh, I'm not even looking forward he to. He says it. stuff Such like that all the time, and he smiles like a little kid on Christmas when he's saying it because he doesn't believe the words coming out of his mouth. He is so giddy. He knows this is your year, if there is a year. And he's pumped, and I'm just hoping for our marriage. It's an okay time. I think it'll be okay. I'll be respectful. It's the fr- I mean, I haven't won since our marriage. Yeah, I'm about to say, it's not like you've you've won yet. So don't go absolutely bizarre. I don't know what how you're going to handle yourself, Drew, because you have, have never fun. won in this relationship. He hasn't. With the Georgia Alabama, so we'll have Jackie, fun. Jackie, we have, we <laughs> have an extra room if you need to stay over because Drew's going. Drew and I will go stay at one of the houses and and share. There you go, boys' night out. Boys night Sharon out. Play, Sharon does not care at all. So you guys can hang out and you can be sad. <laughs> She'll console you and the boys are going to go out to go celebrate. If, if Should y'all be a great win, weekend. Drew will be, I don't even We'll have fun. I'll be respectful. What. I don't even But it's know time. What. But it's no, time. I, if there is a year, this is y'all's year. I, I will give you that. If there is a year, this is y'all's year. You are a better team than we are. Every Bama fan knows it. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think for the first time, we've got some nervous Bama fans. I'll say that. All righty. Well, thank you so much, Jacqueline yes. Butler. I love you regardless of the outcome. Love y'all. Okay, thank you. I was worried she wasn't going to say love you back. (laughs) So there you go. Aaron and I both on the same side. Dogs minus six and a half. Big time victory incoming for Georgia. Let's wrap things up. Big Ten championship game, 8 p.m., number two, Michigan, number 13, Iowa. Michigan, a ten and a half point favorite. Your thoughts, Aaron? This game's in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, I think Michigan wins. I do think there's a slight hangover from from Ohio State last week. They win the game, but... Ten and a half points, man. That's a lot for a conference championship. There's a very good Iowa uh, defense, one of the better defenses in, in in that conference, giving up about 17 points per game. I think they keep it close. I think this is like a 21 to 13 type game. All right. Love Michigan's defense. Think yeah. Michigan's defense is going to get it done. I just think it's going to be a little bit closer. All right. This is my flip the field free pick. Special of the week, Michigan minus 10 and a half. I don't think that they'll have the hangover. Quite frankly, I just think Iowa's offense is very, very poor. I don't know if they'll be able to score much on Michigan at all. And Michigan should get into the end zone, probably put 30 plus points on the board. I'll lay the 10 and a half. That is my flip the field free pick. Wow. A Jim Harbaugh lock. Watch out. I'm getting crazy. Wow. I'm getting you crazy. Getting wild, yeah, dude. I am. But I'll take Michigan. I'll lay the points. I think they're looking forward to making it to the college football playoff. Are you playoff. putting your money out there? No, you know, is that no, a, you no, know, You're done. No. Once, once it's been paid. All right. Once is enough, dude. I'm just beaten down, <laughs> battered, and bruised on my picks this year, especially the lock. That's, 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 a, that's a dozen titleless balls you just lost yeah, right there. There you go. Uh, and then I threw this game in there, the ACC championship game. It's our last one. We're making six picks this week. Number 15, Pittsburgh, taking on number 16, Wake Forest, 8 p.m. on ABC in Charlotte. And Pitt is a three-point favorite. The total, 72 and a half. That is very, very high. Two really good offenses here. Uh, I'm going to go Pittsburgh. Wake Forest's defense is Swiss. Awful. I think Wake Forest is the most overrated team all season long. So bad on defense. Uh, Give me Pittsburgh in this one. I'll take them. I love their quarterback. I agree with you on that as well. I've been saying it, and I'll continue to say it. Wake Forest is fugazi. They are a fraud. They have no defense, and surely they can get in the end zone. I like Kenny Pickett. Um, and I like this Pitt team. I think they'll be gritty. I think that their game suits very well for a conference championship matchup. I don't think Wake Forest does at all. So Aaron and I are on the same side. Pitt laying three. It's conference championship weekend, Aaron. 
punt pass and pick in the bag right there. Six picks. I'll see you Saturday. Um, it's going to be awesome. And you're going to be on national TV doing the SEC on CBS pregame show. Buddy, we're proud of you. And you'll be with Rick Neuheisel and Peter Burns later on this week playing golf. You're just living the dream, baby. Living the Dude, dream. It's a good week. I'm not going to lie. And, and plus, it's like 70 degrees outside. Oh, I saw Friday could be record high. 74, record high. Ooh, yeah. Got, you know, I had a great round with you at Crab on yep, Monday. Yep. Thank you got for the invite. Butt whooped. Uh, yeah, Peachtree tomorrow. Setting down, on, setting down on Friday. Look at this guy. SEC championship. Look Georgia at this wins. Guy. And then we're going to the Bahamas to celebrate for five days afterwards. Some guys have it all. I mean, some golly. guys have it all. Good for you. Yeah. Shout uh, out to Jaron Solomon for that invite. You'll never hear me bitching. We'll never. Yeah. Thank you, Jaron. Um, awesome. So, My man's got a good stick, too. Can't wait, bro. Can't wait. Going to be a fantastic weekend. Thank you so much for listening. Go to prizepicks.com. Download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. And if you've used it in the past, if you have signed up with the promo code PUNT and you make an entry from Thursday to Sunday at midnight, you get entered into a giveaway. Prize Picks is paying for you and Aaron and I to go out to dinner together. I can't wait. Prizepicks.com. Download the Prize Picks app. Check out our social media pages. We'll be tweeting about it and Instagramming at Punt and Pass on both at Drew Butler at Aaron Murray 11, puntandpass.com. And we will talk to you on Monday. See you. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia.